All right, so welcome back to another episode of Backpage Baseball. So today we're going to recap how the Mets and Yankees have done since our last episode. Poorly. Both poorly for some. We have some exciting losses, some improbable losses to talk about, but also more, you know, in a more exciting way, we can talk about the upcoming trade deadline. So let's not waste any time. Let's go right into uh, just, we'll start with the Mets or I'll start with the Yankees. They're start losses. The get the winning out of the way. Get the winning out of the way. Um, so Edwin Diaz blew three saves in a row for the first time in his career uh, and probably against the, the Pirates. So that was a pretty bad, bad way to kind of uh, start and bookend the All-Star break, coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, since then, they've won two straight series, uh, one against the Reds, the other against the Blue Jays. So things are looking up. Uh, the Yankees, well, the Mets are not the only teams who have their share of embarrassing losses. Uh, you guys want to talk about the either the extra inning game with the Brooks oh, Christie or who, who, who are they? Chris I'll Christie? Is the I just want to put it out there beforehand. The Mets had a seven games in a row against the Pirates, and they lost, like, what was it, 4-3 Pirates in those games? Like, talk about a missed opportunity. But anyway, it feels impossible that the Yankees have had four, maybe five, but at least four worst losses of the season in a span of 30 days, especially when there's an all-star break in between there. But that's exactly what's happened. Brooks Krisky, whatever his name is, threw four wild pitches in one inning. It's the most in extra innings. And it was actually five, just there was no one on base for the fifth. And they're just, they, they're not even deflating anymore. We're desensitized to it. It's just pathetic, honestly. Yeah, this is also coming after, I mean, this is, it's been a rough, it's been a rough year as far as like disappointing losses. I mean, there was the Angels game in which we gave up like five runs in the ninth and lost the ultimate Chapman blow up. There's been a couple of these games, Chad Green, yeah, Chad Green blew up once, Krisky obviously blew up, Uh, I'm sure Chapman's blown like three since the the one I'm talking about, and he he has a bunch of blown saves, so it's definitely been bad. Um, We also most recently lost three out of four to the Red Sox, even though we had leads in every game and had leads in the ninth inning in two of those losses. Yeah, the the first one, we had the Krisky game, we had three leads in that game, three separate leads, one nothing, I think... 4-1 4-1 and 5, uh, no, 4, yeah. Yeah. 4-1 and 5-4, whatever. Um, we blew that. And then how about the last one? Herman's throwing a no-hitter through 7, and then we lose, <laughs> we don't even get walked off. We just lose in the 8th. It's incredible that despite all of that, we are only 2.5 out of the wild card. Should we be buyers? Probably. But, like, it's going to be deflating. Are we happy about it? No. no. <laughs> Not at all. We're probably going to lose in the wild card if we even make the wild card to the loser of the division, to the uh, Red Sox or Rays. So, you know, it's just a lot of pain. It is. But everyone's coming back healthy. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Know? We forgot to me- – well, we um, didn't mention that the Yankees also missed out on a few key players during that Red Sox series because of some COVID issues of Judge, Gio, uh, Cortez. Yeah, and for the Mets, they've Smiles. also had their not COVID-related issues, but injuries. So Jacob Degrom again, uh, Lindor out. That might for be a blessing. Degrom out. No, Wait, the Lindor. The Lindor one. one. Yeah, <laughs> Lindor. He was heating up, and also I don't know if you watched the games where like Yorme was at shortstop, and he like had three errors oh, in like yeah. one inning. So yeah, they bad. missed at least at the at the, Torres. <laughs> at the minimum they missed uh, Lindor's defense and leadership. Speaking you know. of errors, though, that that Taiwan Walker, <laughs> they won oh, the game, but that was ridiculous. That was one of the weirdest plays I've seen all season. Yeah, that was a series that could have like really spun the season out of control for the Mets, but they ended up you know they won the next few series against you know. Weird how baseball works. You drop, you know, some teams have your number, even how bad their record is, and then they beat the Reds and Blue Jays, two teams with winning records. 
uh, winning those series. But uh, a bad loss last night of Jared Eikhoff shitting the bed. Um, <laughs> so basically, they need a starting pitcher. We've known this for a while. Uh, the Groms had his issues. Tywin Walker has been pretty bad lately. Uh, Carrasco and Syndergaard just starting to get back into uh, the mix here. So, so far they got Rich Hill. That's like the first New York trade at the deadline. There'll be a few more. Uh, Rich Hill, I think he pitched Sunday. It was five innings. Is what you got to get from Rich Hill. Like five innings, three yep. runs. Like, you know, not going to like strike out some guys, but he gave them some innings. Uh, so, yeah, thinking they were going to get maybe Tyler Anderson or maybe uh, – like a John Gray, still he's still out there, but Tyler Anderson got traded to the Mariners. Uh, so yeah, I think starting. He didn't go to the Phillies. He was no, yeah. True. The Phillies, yeah. the Phillies, LOL Phillies. Yeah, I really yeah, I thought the Mets were gonna get him, but then I think it was a physical problem with one of the the Phillies prospects. Yeah. But um, that's yeah, one starting pitcher off the board. I was saying before we started recording, there's not like the Yankees also like every every contender could use a starting pitcher going down the stretch run. There's not that many available. That's why, like, when Scherzer suddenly came available, because the Nationals just sucking her dick. <laughs> uh, when Scherzer suddenly came available, teams were like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, like, that's the guy we should go for. So, Who, by the way, is having arm issues as well, which, like, teams yeah. are apparently not too concerned about. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, you're going to trade for a guy. Obviously, Scherzer's about as good as they come, but he's going to potentially be hurt. And that's, like, the ultimate sacrifice you're going to pay. You know, you're going to give up major prospects. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, every team could use a starting pitcher. I don't even know which teams are going to be like selling them. Like maybe the, maybe the, maybe a team like the Cardinals, if they want to kind of retool, they can give away some pitchers, but I don't think so. You know, it must've been deflating. I know this isn't about New York, but, um, the Mariners, what are they like a game out game and a half out of the wild card? They're ahead of the Yankees in the wild. They are, but they're like a game, game and a half out of the A's. They're playing well. They're a very young and exciting team. And then just to trade. Graveman to the was it the Astros, Astros. to a that's, division rival that's ahead yeah. of them. That must be like just really. I heard that they hated the move and like obviously like I get that they're not like going all in to win a World Series because they're like not good enough to do that. But like that's just like kind of a low blow to like do that while you're in this race and playing so well with like guys that like you want to build with going forward. That kind of sucks. Like I, I would hate if my team made a move like that. He was actually a really. I mean, he's having an unbelievably good good year as the closer now he's obviously made not he may not close now with presley there but he was the best reliever on the market probably like unless you know hater is not going to be become available right so he was basically the top guy and now he's off the market to a contender which is i mean if you're in the al that's tough to watch and um just earlier today a major trade just came through with the a's who are another major contender in the wild card potentially division and they traded for Starlin Marte and gave up a former top prospect and already a great pitcher in Lizardo. So the price is high. You know what I mean? If you're like for Starlin Marte, like that's a huge price. It's another starting pitcher off of the um, off of the trade block. So yeah, you got your John Grays. I doubt Marquez is going to be available. You know, Barrios and Gibson. Gibson's struggling though now. So it's going to be interesting. What are we thinking, guys? I think both teams also need a reliever. So when we kind of recapped the last few weeks, a big highlight of that was the struggles of both Chapman and Diaz. So Diaz had three straight blown saves, uh, all no two of them against the Pirates, one of them against the Reds, and they stuck with them. They, you know, Louis Rojas and Zach Scott were you know pretty upbeat about him, saying how they were confident in him as their closer uh, for 
the Yankees with Chapman. Uh, he had a really rough stretch, starting with, like, I think he was, like... It started with the Twins game, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, like, literally, he came in, they were up two, they were going for a series sweep. It was, like, it was, I think it was middle of June, early June. Still not a lot of run at that point. And he came in, gave up, like, a hard single, then a two-run homer, and you're like, whoa, like, what just happened? And then he did the same exact thing for the walk-off. I mean, he was bad before then, but he, like, lucked out with, like, that triple play or, like... He's some... actually had two triple plays behind yeah, him, Yeah, so, like... He was bad before that. It just, like, didn't result in a run. But that's, like, when it all started. Then you have the A's meltdown and the Mets meltdown. Even though they were only up a run at that point, he made it go really bad. And then whenever he gets in trouble, they're always like, let's just throw Lucas Litke in the game. <laughs> and he, he's going to solve all our issues. Well, did they remove him from the closures role for, like, a few a week or so? Yes. Yeah, we didn't have that many, like, save opportunities, I feel like. We had, like, yeah, one or two. We were losing a lot of games. Yeah, no, we, were losing, <laughs> we were losing a lot, but they did. And then we throw him in, like, these, like, very low-leverage situations. Like, oh, like, we're up or down seven. Like, yeah. let's just throw him. And he looked awful. Like, even when we were at the game, the Phillies game? Yeah. Where the uh, Yankees yes. had a walk-off, by the way. Just yeah, that put was it out fun. there. They should the Yankees should give us tickets for free. We always see walk offs. But that's, um that's true. we were like you could season. see him like warming up and it's not even like, oh, it's when he comes in the game. Like he was throwing awful like up and in pitches in the <laughs> in the bullpen. <laughs> it was funny. We were sitting close to the field and you could see from our seats that one of the pitches that he threw in the bullpen, like literally airmailed over the catcher's mitt. And it's like, Well, that's not inspiring. Like this guy's gonna come in and like I don't know, like yeah. that's not great. So, yeah, he's so he, throwing hard still. He's but... been better. Like he's doing, still allowing runs. Like against in one of the Phillies ones, the game before, like he allowed a solo shot, but they were up three, so it worked out. Last night, so he didn't look perfect last night against the Rays, but like he got the job done, I guess. Any win against the Rays is a win. Yeah, but like I mean, he battled back. Like he was there was a runner on, and there was a three zero count against Cruz, and he worked back to strike him out. So he still has it. He's just obviously now there's like literally negative trust from us, the fans. But, like, honestly, it's hard to trust anyone in that bullpen. Like, the most – I thought I could trust Loisega, but then he, like, melted down against the Red Sox. And yeah, then... we thought it was a good decision after he literally just got back from COVID to stick him in a super high-level then... situation and then didn't take him out when he yeah, walked three guys or something. Exactly. Yeah, it was terrible. And then Cortez was awesome, but now he's also from co- back from COVID, so we'll see how he does. If anything, like, people are saying bats like Joey Gallo or Trevor Story, which obviously would be awesome and I'd welcome – but like if we if we have one thing to upgrade if we want to actually make a run I th- I think it's better or just at least more good options from the bullpen. And I would say Expe- likewise for the Mets, right? Especially after yeah. the Sessa trade. Well, I think a low key thing about the Mets was like obviously Diaz had the three blown saves in a row, which is like you know close even like Kenley Jansen who's like the best closure of the of the decade. He had like a rough patch this month, so like closures elite, even elite closures have stretches like that where they kind of lose it. So every team needs a bullpen piece uh, for October, and the most coveted guy is Craig Kimbrell, and he's starting to be traded. The Cubs have already started selling off Jock Peterson, uh, Andrew Chafin, another bullpen piece. So Kimbrell is the prize of the deadline, so whoever comes up with him uh, is really going to be in good shape. But yeah, both teams need a bullpen piece. Um, the Yankees lost their, one of their best bullpen arms in Sessa, the most re- one of the most reliable guys outside of like Green and Chapman. So... And the Yankees' bullpen has been their strength. And also, I think they lost Aaron O'Day to surgery for the year. Yeah, he's out. So that's another important piece gone. So, yeah, the Yankees have relied on their bullpen. The Mets had a really good bullpen for most of the season up until, like, July. Because uh, Lugo has had a rough patch. Miguel Castro, without sticky stuff, well, not throwing it, well, throwing his name under the bus a little bit. But Castro, since sticky stuff hasn't been great, uh, Aaron Loop's been their best reliever. Uh, but they can use another lefty. 
So who's still on the board? I mean, Richard Rodriguez is pretty certain to be traded. Um, Kendall Graveman's already been traded. Uh, guys like Ian Anderson, Ian Anderson, Ian Kennedy, um, Daniel Bard of the Rock, you know, closures for Rangers, Rockies, both not contenders. They're going to be moved. So uh, Michael Gibbons got traded you know, at the time of recording to the Reds. So uh, I'm sure both teams will pick up a bullpen piece. For the Mets, I'm not sure. I think a, pitcher, a starting pitcher is more um, their priority because they have enough guys coming back. Like, let's say if Carrasco and, like, Syndergaard, oh, God, for, you know, hopefully they all come back healthy. That's going to be, like, seven guys for five spots. So you can move, like, one of them into the bullpen. Like a McGill or, like, a Rich Hill can pitch out of the bullpen. So Rich Hill might be best in the bullpen to limit his innings anyways. Yeah. So... I'll yeah, Obviously, ahead. like, if they want to make it far in the playoffs and compete for a World Series, they'll need, like, DeGrom and Lindor back. And then, like, you actually need, like, Syndergaard if he's ever going to pitch this season in Carrasco. But in terms of, like, the division, I feel like they're in such a good spot because the Marlins and Na- – well, the Nationals are selling. The Marlins are kind of selling, they, they too. They sold already. They sold their yeah. best offensive player. Yeah, but yeah, it's true. But they they, added, still, they like, added a nice piece. They still so, have an amazing pitching yeah. staff right now. So, but, but like, yeah. they're obviously, like, 10 games out. The Nationals are selling – the Braves, I, I thought, would always win the division the whole year, and I thought they were the biggest threat. But, like, with Acuna and Ozuna both, like, out, I just I can't see them being good enough or consistent enough to make a run or, like, to win it. Um, obviously, the Mets have their own injuries, as we've said, but still, I just don't see it happening. And then the Phillies is, like, they can maybe make an upgrade. Like, we thought they might get Tyler Anderson. Obviously, that fell through. But, like, the Phillies, I think, are exactly, like, 550 and 50. Like, that's just we've seen this is the third year Bryce. That's like who they are. Like that is yeah. it. So really, the bar right now for the Mets is to be a few games over five hundred, and I think the division will be theirs with everything else going on in the NL East. Yeah, it's a little frustrating. They have had plenty of times to like they had chances to run away with the thing, and they're still like you know they've been around the three and a half four game they're... lead for like pretty much the whole year. They have they've been in first place ever since like end of april like early may so now they're currently losing the series to the braves right two to one yeah and it's so like a these... five game set because it's like the yeah middle. they had a double header monday which they split and then they lost last night's game obviously uh, so these next two games for them are really important um hopefully you know they don't have to bring in like a tv because they didn't have enough pitchers for a while there they had three healthy starting pitchers for a five-man rotation where chill filled one of those spots obviously jared eikhoff was their guy last and McGill night was doing well too yeah, no, McGill has been a godsend. He's been, you know, called... I don't think he pitched above, like, double A because of, like, the no minor league season last year. Um, got quickly promoted to triple A Syracuse this year and, like, you know, went right to the big leagues because of, like, all the injuries. And he's been their best start. He has a 2.1 ERA. Uh, so he's been kind of carrying the rotation the last few weeks. It's like Strowman's has had a little bit up and downs. Uh, Walker's kind of, like, slowed down a bit. Yeah, he's ice cold right now. I just want to say something. I just saw this tweet from uh, Talking Yanks. Shout out. So Hap, I don't know if you know this, started off the year like really well. Oh my god, well no way it. they got him back. No, no, no. Oh my god, thank god. I got no, nervous no, no, for no, a second. No, no. Oh my god. No, no, no. God, Hap, god, no. Hap is one of those Yankees <laughs> no, no, no. that no one he likes. He started off the year really well. Like in May, let's say mid-May, yeah, he, he had like a 1.7 like or something. He just allowed 10 hits and 7 runs today in 3 innings. So his ERA is now to a 6.59. <laughs> so oh he, he's back. He's like way back. Nature he's even worse healing. than he was with the Yankees. But um... 
Anyway, but the Yankees, also, since we're talking about them now as I brought them up, if they could survive this Tampa stretch and winning the first one is a, like a big like step, if they can win two out of three, their series coming up are at Miami, who are tanking. Selling, yeah. Yeah. Home versus Baltimore, who we always play well against, and it's home. Then a four-game set against Seattle, which is somehow an import, a really important series now. But huge, yeah. But like, if they can win three to four, and then at Kansas City, so like that's a huge four series in a row stretch that we should be winning all of them. Then it gets a little tough with like White Sox, Boston, Twins suck, but like Braves, A's. But if we we can make a lot of progress in that four-game stretch. And now, if we know anything about the Yankees, which is that we're going to be utterly disappointed, so we won't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if they wanted to make a move. There it goes. So it would make sense for them to buy. Like, I wouldn't go all in buying because they're not that good. But, like, they could definitely get – they definitely need to make some – like, get some additions. And I think that Sessa and Wilson trade, they're at least doing something. Like, they have to because that was just a weird trade to get rid of Sessa then. I know they added Clay Holmes. Woo. So <laughs> let's get into specifics, right? That actually might be a good pickup. I'm just, you know, not as excited. Yeah, no, if we're going to crunch the numbers here, what is it? Paint, paint, painting with numbers? What's the expression? Paint by numbers. Paint by numbers. Who's the guy that we think fits best for, well, I guess we'll start with the Yankees. Because for me, if we're, if we're talking bats, right? Like, yes, we can. we would love to get a Kimbrel or something like that. I don't see it happening. I think we try to piece it together. But if we're talking about who we're going to get as a bat, I really do think that versatility and the outfield would be the two like biggest things that we need. That's why Joey Gallo makes like the most sense because he's a lefty. His, you know, he has more home runs from the left side than any Yankee combined. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it shouldn't surprise you. It's like made for it's made for Yankee Stadium, so it's like like I don't know, to me Joey Gallo makes the most sense and under the same kind of concept for the Mets, people have been talking about Chris Bryant, who also plays a lot of positions. He's amazing defensively, just like Gallo. Those might be the fits that you look for. However, the asking price should be pretty high, despite, you know, especially for Bryant, he's a rental. So it would be interesting. Um, so who would you, like, think about for a trade for Gallo? Because I think he has, like, one more year on his... It's, like, this year and then the next year, right? Yeah, he has some control. He's going to be expensive. So, like, the guys that... You look for the two uh, the two Lewises. So there's Luis Gill and Luis Medina. They're both top pitching prospects for the Yankees. Especially Medina, because he's, he's in double A. Like, I don't even know that Debbie Garcia has, like, the name recognition or, like, even much clout these days. Oswald Peraz is another really top prospect. He's a they're shortstop. Really, yeah, they're really high on. Yeah, them. people love him. I don't even know if you like. You might, if you're the, if you're Texas, you might want him. You're not gonna get Dominguez, so you can cross that off your Wait, list. They think Medina's gonna be up this year. No, I'm saying the. No, like, no I'm looking at this right now. They do oh have, yeah, Fangraphs. That's so. awesome. Okay, but he also has like bullpen experience, so like okay. he might be someone that like they stick 40? in the bullpen. Okay. Yeah, because the the high the the calling card of both Luis. Uh, Gil and Luis Medina is that they have a wicked, wicked fastball, and I think Medina has a crazy curveball or slider, some off-speed pitch that is just disgusting. So, you know that has value in the back of a bullpen for sure. Um, we'll see. That would it would be those guys. Anyone but um, Dominguez is probably available for the there's right guy. There's no way in hell we trade. Dominguez. Oh, there's no way. There's no way he'll be. Yeah. He might be the number one prospect in baseball next year. So like, there's no shot. And he's already, he's like playing with like guys that are like three years older than he is. Like this is 2025. Like 
I'm not saying he will come up before then, but, like, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, he'll be up before then. It wouldn't surprise me, like, maybe, like, late 2023 for, like, a tryout, basically, in September, and then, like, actually up for real in 2024. It could be before that, because he could have, like, the similar type of career as, like, Harper, where you came up at 19. That's true. I think I think 2023 is. The, I don't think we'll see him at all next year. I think that I mean, we might, but I, I doubt not. it. Yeah. But I think 2023, like middle to late, it's very possible. And then for real, 2024, and it's on. Like, it, it's he can't slide though. He does I, not know how to it's, slide. It's but true. like, he can do everything else. Everyone, everyone has a fault. It's okay. So that's my. I would like Gallo. Brian, is, who you want? I know I want. Don't don't steal it from me. Okay. Who you want for the Mets or for the no, Yankees? No, no, for the Yankees. Who do you want for the Yankees? You I can just think... go first. I can't steal it. Yeah, okay. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, Trevor's story makes a lot of sense because he's not the, the lefty guy they need, but I think the most underrated part about like the Yankees' recent winning streak before the Red Sox series was the increased athleticism that Greg Allen and other guys brought. Love yeah. Greg <laughs> Allen. Esteban, <laughs> even like Esteban Florial, like, we, we went to that game that we mentioned a few times last week in um, – Greg Allen, Floreal, starting a rally with their legs, uh, hustling, uh, good base running. So that's kind of like a player that they sh- I think they should acquire. Gallo is another – he's lefty, but he's also really low batting average, a lot of strikeouts, kind of sounds like a lot of the Yankee players already. Story hits righty, but he's you know very athletic, plays a good shortstop. He steals plenty of bags. And I get Yankee Stadium, you know, he could team up with uh, – I don't know if they play together, but DJ? LeMahieu, No, I- DJ literally just said that they're best they're friends. They're best friends. I think that would be a really yeah, good tandem. Uh, up the middle, well, long term, right. up the middle. Uh, LeMahieu at second or in story at short would be a really nice. Because the Athletics made their big move today. They got Marte, who I thought would have been a perfect addition. For the same reasons I'm saying for story, you know, s- speed, uh, righty bat, you know, for contact. Uh, I think story's numbers will improve in Yankee Stadium. You know, like everyone's. But, like, uh, I think his swing is, like, like LeMahieu, I think he has good opposite field power. And it can you can kind of use all the whole field there, and gives them a long term solution. We move Glaber to, to second, even though like here I've I have a concern though I will okay. say, well Gallo how many years did he have left? He's another year he after has this. One more year. Story is a free agent, so like I would want them to be like at least have I think a they sh- could sign him. I want I want them to at least like be considering it. But anyway, my my concern is if you get like a Gallo, I agree that he is similar to a lot of the players we have. But there's, like, a specific spot for him to put him in, like, left. Oh, we don't have to start Gardner or Greg – love Greg Allen. But we don't have to start <laughs> Gardner or Greg Allen every day. We could have Chris Bryant uh, – no, Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. Down for Chris yeah. Bryant, too. But... Joey Gallo, Aaron Judge, and then one of the two of uh, Greg Allen, if Florial ever comes back up, and then Gardner. Or Stanton. No, no, but no, no. But Stanton doesn't play I... the album. We know this. We know this. No, <laughs> yeah. I would love for that, too. But then St- at least Stanton, we have the option to keep him at DH if we want to. Right. Trevor's story – then Stanton's forced to play the outfield if he wants to play because you'll have Gio at third, DJ moves over to first, Glaber to second, Trevor Story in um at shortstop. But then where does Luke Voigt play? Because Luke Voigt's coming back like tomorrow or like the day after. So it's like then Stanton is forced to play outfield, which I don't have a problem with. He's gonna get hurt either way. Might as well just play the outfield if you're gonna get hurt. But I'm just saying like for a natural fit for what the Yankees like want to do with their lineup configuration and defensively. Joey Gallo does make more sense, but like I'd, you know, I'd be down for Trevor, Trevor Story will be cheaper than Gallo for That's sure too. I think rental. so. I'd be I would love Trevor. Story. I'm just saying that is one thing they have to consider, and they haven't even tried Stanton one game in outfield. So that's like 
that might be a lot to that's, ask for. It's so, concerning. I know Gallo is really good defensively. I don't. I think that's, he plays mostly right field for the. the he I mean, does. He's versatile. But so. Judge can play center. Like he he's played a couple that's times. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, think the, I think though. the long term. Yeah. Like I think for this, you gotta think about like long term here because like again, I don't think this is the Yankees season, but like they could still be a playoff Ouch. team. Yeah, I'm I don't saying, think I don't think this is ouch. the season either. But you gotta <laughs> no, try. But I'm saying that we'll, got to see it through. And then there was got to see it through, my boy. <laughs> you know, rhetorical question. You know, Brendan, you just said you should, they should trade for Trevor Story. Isn't he a rental? And it's not the Yankees' year. Well, yeah, but they could. So I think they should sign Story well, anyway. Trevor Story is the type of player that could help them go from like just a wild card to making a deep run. Yeah, he's that yes. good. And if he does well, I mean, it's a tryout test. They can t- they can you know get him for two months, help try to help him into a, a wild card spot. And if he does well, which I think he should or probably will, and if he sucks, you don't sign him. But you know, if if you don't get him now, you you weigh uh, signing him in the off season with no I mean, actual like. I don't want to sell, obviously, and I don't think they. Wait, sorry, finish your thought. No, like you have like an actual uh, first, uh, you know. And you get to you sell get him on the culture, the team, like everything. No, yeah, you you it's like a two month like test run, yeah. like, almost like you know you could help. It, it helps it helps them with this year. But it also is kind of like, hey, like you know, are you good outside of course field? Like, are you gonna is your is your talent gonna translate to Yankee Stadium? Is your you know your numbers, you know, are you, are you actually the superstar that we would pay you after you know we wouldn't know paying you straight from Colorado with no you know actual experience being a Yankee for two months? So I, I, I do think it's think, like a longer term move, even though it would be like a rental, yeah. quote unquote. I do think Trevor Story is like the type of guy you go all in, or you you would go for five. He's like, yeah, he is a rental, so yeah, don't things don't work out. Like you said, you don't have to resign him. But if it does work out, you sign him. He's what is he like 26, 27? He's yeah, he's hitting he's hitting free agency young. He's also one of the best defenders eight, that like eight, you could get. He's also having a, a down here. Yeah, like he, you can get him for cheaper. He plays like, a premier position. Also, like I don't want to like like this core is gonna get older each year. Like I don't want to like just punt on the year. Yeah, I agree. Like, as as much pain and, like, they've cost me this year, like, I still believe in this, like, core. Like, I think there are some obvious uh, flaws with it, which, like, I've known for years. But, like, we've seen flawed teams, like, succeed. So, like, I I think Trevor Story would be a nice bit. It's just you'd have to figure out the Stanton thing because Stanton, you can only have one of Stanton and Void DH every day, and I don't know how they're going to figure it out. But also, granted, the Yankees... I mean, you don't bank on this, but, like, I'd be shocked if one of their, like, premier infielders didn't get hurt before the end of the year. That's fair. That's true. So, so, uh, so a few minutes ago, John Morosi said that uh, this Trevor Story market has become more active in the last 24 hours, and then he mentioned the Giants and the Yankees as two possible teams. So, Did you see the Giants are odd, though, because they, they have Brandon Crawford, who's maybe one of the best defenders he's in baseball. Better this year. Yeah, and he's having a good offensive year, and he's, like, not that old. What, um... Who who would the so who would the Yankees give up? We think for a story, for story, story not a top ten product. Uh, maybe no, it would it would take a top maybe, maybe one a lower end. Well, the Marte deal kind of messes up with like the plans for rental bats because that raises the price. Obviously, you know, even a team like the Mets going for Chris Bryant, like you know, if a team's gonna give up Louis, uh, Jesus Lazardo for Marte for two months, that kind of sets the price for. And the Yankees don't have a guy like Lazardo. We don't have a young, controllable like ace potential pitcher yeah Yeah, like the closest thing we have to that talent wise i mean this guy's more talented but is is glaber and we're not trading glaber for story like i promise you that so like i think actually if you want my honest opinion i think anthony volpe would be the guy we drafted him (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, maybe i I could see Duhar having potentially value with uh the rockies i mean that bat kind of plays but 
Anthony Volpe is the guy that I would think would get traded because he is he's a shortstop and we drafted him I think two years ago, and he's not gonna you know be in the majors for the next four or five years. So like he fits with the timeline, but I mean it could it could be a lot of people. Clark Schmidt maybe if they really want a pitcher. I just I think the the market for Trevor Story like he's having a down year and not that many teams need a shortstop. That's why like a team like the Giants like they don't even need a shortstop, but they might you know. If they can get a good deal, a good value, they might just put him in a different position. So, like, if the Yankees, you know, can offer him just to be their short, their shortstop, they won't have too much competition for, like, trading for him. Like, Chris Bryant said, like, everyone can use a Chris Bryant because he can play outfield and infield. Um, but I, I think we talked enough about Trevor's story. I think it's, you know, very possible, but we shall see. Um, before we move on to the Mets, I mean... I think Michael Pineda, I wanted to throw this in before, but Michael Pineda would make a lot of sense for the Yankees. I was actually, I looked at it. No, you know, it's it's very interesting, though. Like, he's, ah, he's so frustrating. He's, like, such a perfect Yankee pitcher, but he's always been okay. And we don't need to light the world on fire. Yeah, like, Michael Pineda is the type of guy where, like, yeah, like, he'll have a 4 ERA and you need good defense. We saw saw (laughs) Asher Walsh last Wednesday. Like, they could use a the He's off the team now. I know. (laughs) He was good. He had a a really really solid day. If people come back, the rotation, like, obviously Cole, he's been really good. He He had those bad starts for a little bit. Like, he's bounced back with two great starts, then, like, an okay start, not that great. But you can move like but a Herman to the bullpen or something. He's been great, but like no, he hasn't been great. Herman is not been it, great. He was actually bad for a while, but he had a great start last one. Yeah, his okay, ERA is, is still but, um, five. Montgomery's been awesome recently. It's just that we before last night we could not. It was like five to six straight starts where we didn't score a run for him. Right. But um, he's been really good. Tyone has been way better. He had a crazy like, not, July. Yeah, like I'm not buying in like, oh, these guys are gonna be awesome going forward. I'm just telling you that they have been really good recently for a decent stretch of time. And then um, we don't really have that fifth starter right now. Well, it, what, Kluber, who no, has I'm a three like, ERA yeah, right, right now. Yeah, like, Kluber and Severino should be back in September, though, I believe. Hypothetically. Not. Well, as the Mets would say, you can never have enough pitching. So, like, you figure it out later. Like, the Mets will probably get another starting pitcher this week. They already got Hill, and they have, they're expecting Carrasco, DeGrom, and Syndergaard back. So that would leave seven guys. But, again, things will work themselves out, and it's always a good problem to have. So... That's my transition to the Mets. Unless we want to, like, you know, any other concluding thoughts on the Yankees and what they should do. Uh, no. Just try to not be terrible like they have been the whole year. They've actually told us from – it's actually amazing. They've told us from the first game of the season what kind of team they are, and we've still, like, bought in and, like, just it's been watching. Brutal. Because usually they have, like, their struggles with, like, hitting with runners in scoring position in the first – in the playoffs on the regular season. But, like, they t- – I remember the first game. It was a 3-2 game. It went to, like, 10 or 11 innings. They told exactly who they are. They had so many opportunities to get a clutch, like, sack fly or whatever. They couldn't do it. And they brought in freaking Nick Nelson in the 10th or 11th. And he gave up a run. And we lost 3-2. And we lost the series to the Blue Jays. They told us from the start who they are. And we're just here. And we had a nice stretch. Like, we went, like, 23-9. and nine, And, that's and then we lost it. seven in yeah, a row and afterwards. And that's been it. And we suck in division. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the Mets so I don't yeah, cry. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was a downer to end on. Uh, yeah, they deserve it. So the Mets. So we talked about like the last few weeks, you know, kind of up and down, and they're kind of like kind of on an upward trajectory the last week or so. But the last two days have kind of not been great. Uh, most of the offense has been disappointing this year. Lindor is kind of like the the face of that of those struggles. But Michael Conforto has been pretty terrible in his own right. McNeil is just starting to get going. Uh, Dom Smith has not been the guy he was last year in the sixty games. Um, 
So really, Nimbo and Alonzo have been the only guys that have been playing to the back of their baseball card. I was going to say, Alonzo, I'm, I'm so happy to... Okay, he's not, like, one of my favorite players. He's not the type of, like, player I always love. But, like, he is exactly who we thought he was. Yeah. He's a two fifty five career hitter with a ton of power and mediocre defense. Like, that is literally what it is. And it's like, you know what? Like, that has value. He's, like, one of the only Mets hitting. So, like, it's, you know, it's, it's good. Yeah, so offense like they don't if they were to upgrade the offense like they don't have like you know you're not gonna sit conforto like for the the rest of the season so you'll play matchups for the most part so that's why like getting a guy with versatility or getting a third baseman that's like the only position i would think that they would kind of supplant uh jd davis from third base just due to defense and trying to get their well trying to get jd to play a few other positions as well the one other possibility would be if they were to go after a shortstop and to move them uh, to a different position once Lindor comes back. Because Lindor, he got injured like two weeks ago. They'll probably keep him out until like middle to end of August. So if they were to, to acquire you know, Story or Javi Baez, they could theoretically play shortstop for a month and then shift over to second or third base once Lindor comes back. And actually, Javi Baez just said... Um, in an interview that he would love to play with Lindor, and, and he, he would, would consider he, he would, would only move the second. So that was really weird. And that was also un- <laughs> if you watch the interview, like it was unprovoked completely, like out of nowhere. He's like, "Yeah, I want to be with Lindor." Like it was like, "Oh, okay." Like you listening, New York? Like this yeah, is your this Lindor's is your guy. Married, but <laughs> yeah, I think I think so too. But hey, love wins. I will say I like I know for a while it was like the Mets like had a lot of games that were postponed and like they played a lot of seven inning games. Yes, but like. I'm looking at their hitting stats right now. Like they're bad. Like and it, it, they're bad now. They've had the best. They've had the most, the highest OPS. I think the most home runs of any team since the All Star break. So think about what that was like two weeks ago. They're because they're almost hitting two twenty. They're twenty fourth or lower in home runs, slugging, hits and runs, and hits and runs. They're twenty eight and twenty nine respectively. Like their average is still below average at eighteen. Like. None of the only thing that's average is their on base percentage, which is exactly at 15. That's their best stat. Like, they're not a good hitting team. Like, I know they've had a lot to deal with this year, but that's just a little concerning. Because, like, yes, obviously, the their pitching rotation is really good when healthy, but like, you got to provide some because a lot of these teams have some really good rotations, also. Like, got to provide some runs. Well, they played in a bad division. Uh, that's not you know, there's no secret there. Uh, they no played secret. in a lot of they've yeah. played in a lot of uh, one run games, though, and they've had a pretty good record in those games. Uh, which so, is not typical I will, of Mets. Yeah, I will say though, it, they are in a good position. Like I said, I said earlier for the division, but then also if they win the division, not that like the Brewers are easy. The Brewers are actually playing much better than the Mets are right now. But like, it's one if, of the better teams. In yeah, the NL. if you were gonna tell me that like, called that by the way. Yeah, you so did. I yeah, so yeah you, did. you did call it. You did call if it. If you were to tell me though that the Mets would only have to play, well, obviously I didn't know the Giants were gonna be this good, but like only had to play one of the. Dodgers, Padres, and now the Giants on their way to hopefully making the World Series. I'd be like, sign me up, like, if sign me up. Scenario. Yeah, like Brewers well, first round. And then imagine if you get like, I would still rather play the Giants out of the Dodgers and Padres. Like, I don't even think it's close personally. Yeah. Well, so like, yeah. imagine you've had to play the Brewers and Giants. Like, that's like theoretically like an easy. If I told you that before the season, you'd be like, it's a freaking. They joke. can handle that. Yeah. No, that's that's like the most doable thing ever. Not like ever, but like the most. Yes. Like I would imagine they would have had to play the Dodgers or Padres. So like if they get that, that's opening a god- series probably. Yeah, cool. yeah, and I thought the Cardinals would be better. Like that's a godsend if they can get that. 
Like, I would say, like, I would worry about the play. I mean, if the Mets make the play, I mean, they haven't made the playoffs since 2016. So if they got, if, if they just got to the playoffs, like, that would be a victory in itself. That's true. But obviously, nah, you see, that's the wrong attitude. It'd be a little, I was just going to say. Be, it'd be a little less because it was from the NL East. But, like, yeah. No, I know. I mean, you want to, like, if you get into the playoffs, like, you, you know, this Mets team, they don't go to the playoffs that often. So when they get in, you should try to take advantage of that opportunity and take advantage of, you know, not every year the analyst is going to be this bad. So, like, well, if yeah. you you know, if you can upgrade at the, at the deadline and give yourself a good spot for October, you know, they don't have to have the yeah. best record in the National League. As long as they get in and they have a better roster uh, for the last two months than the first four months, they have a chance to go make a run. Like, in 2015, they were not the best team in the National League. They just had, you know, they got hot at the right time, time, and their pitching took them to the what World Series. The Exactly yeah, the same uh, thing. Definitely the then the Giants on their runs early in the twenty. Not every like one of those teams. They were, I think those twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty fourteen. They were like they were like the, the, yeah. the five seed in the playoffs. But I mean, I still I still think they're gonna win the division just because like Ozuna aside because he has his off the field issues also with uh, the domestic uh, yeah abuse. domestic abuse. But then I also was injured. But like if Acuna didn't get hurt, I thought they were gonna I thought they would still end up winning the division. But like now with I just I really can't see the Mets losing unless they really choke this hard. Also, something to keep an eye on. The last time the Mets were in this position where they were you know, they were gearing up for a playoff run, they were a, an up and coming team, they made an amazing trade. They traded, you know, a future all star in Michael Fulmer Fulmer, but and actually Luis Sessa, we were just talking about. But they got Cespedes, who was like one of the top bats on the market, and it made a huge difference, and it literally carried them into the playoffs. A, a similar trade for the Bryant type, it really does make sense. Like it does, and especially with a guy like McNeil, who, like Brendan said, you don't even need to get an outfielder. You could literally move McNeil out there if you. I mean, he's not the greatest defender, but it'll it will play. Like you can get an infielder. You can almost pick any any position outside of first base. And you can get that guy. And what's also just to go off it, what's interesting about this year is like I don't know when it went into effect, but like now they obviously because like was it 2019 or 2020 where they like got rid of the second the, trade? Oh yeah, line? the the second one. the waiver so, trade. Like have that ever line. been? No, enough, so this this is the first year. This be his last year. Okay, yeah. Yeah, last year they didn't have so it. So that, that's really interesting. Like you have to commit early. If that was such a stupid rule. Yeah, uh, it made in no my sense. opinion that they had it was basically a second trade deadline, but they're like, oh no, it's different. It's like. You have to decide, and what is it now? It's the 28th. You have three days to decide what you're going to do, how big you're going to go. Dude, we have 48 hours. With, it's and you like, roll with it's it. It's 4 p.m. on Friday, so it's 3 p.m. right now recording on Wednesday. So we have 48 hours. Is that right? The mat- yeah, 40, 49 hours yeah, into the trade deadline. So, you know, not the clock is ticking. And I expect the Mets to be pretty active. I mean, they got Rich Hill uh, like a few days earlier. So that was just to get them through this next week or so. Uh, hopefully, with Degrom and Carrasco coming back, Hill can kind of transition more into like a spot starter, a bullpen piece. But they still have glaring holes in. Well, obviously, I think they need three things. First of all, I don't know if they're gonna fill all these holes, but they need a versatile hitter, preferably right-handed, because they have a lot of lefties in that lineup. A starting pitcher doesn't have to be sexy. Uh, we kind of fantasized about Max Scherzer for a few days, but you know he came out. No, he didn't come out and said, but reporting that. He doesn't want to come to New York for either teams, which is disappointing. Uh, so just a spot, uh, well, just a kind of a mid-level starting pitcher, and then a back-end relief pitcher because Diaz, as I said earlier on, had the three blown saves, but he's still, you know, he's still gonna get those opportunities to close. But getting to Diaz, even like May, he's had an up and down, you know, season where he'll look dominant for stretches at a time, and then 
uh, he'll just kind of lose it and give up the long ball. Uh, Lugo, same thing, kind of loses it. Uh, has, has had a few rough patches. The only guys you can rely on in this bullpen right now really is Aaron Loop. He's been nailed the whole year. has like a 1.3 ERA. And then the other guys, you know, Familia, uh, Castro, you really don't know what you're going to get out of those guys. It could be electric, but also they cannot throw a strike. So uh, back in, I mean, the perfect package for them would be to combine uh, Kimbrel and Bryant in the same package. I don't know if the Cubs will. Well, that's kind of like the Lindor trade. I don't know if the Cubs will want to, like, trade them separately to, like, kind of maximize, like, their return. But that kind of fills their needs perfectly. Like, Diaz in a setup role would be great. Uh, Kimbrel is a, I think he has an option for next year. But if you don't pay him for, you can just, you know, buy him out and then have Diaz be the closer next year. Uh, Bryant for this year gives you, well, first of all, the Mets are horrible hitting against lefties. I mean, like, they're just abysmal. So Bryant gives them a boost there. Gives them another power bat. Because right now it's just Pete from the right side. J.D. Davis has just got back from the injured list. He's hitting okay, but not really too much for power. Uh, you know, you could have Bryant in the outfield. J.D. at third against lefties. You sit either Conforto or Dom. Uh, against righties, you can have, you know, your three lefties in the outfield and have Bryant at third. So, there's going to be a lot of competition, though, for that type of player. So, it's not a lot by any means that they get Bryant, but... Now that Scherzer is not really a possibility, uh, the best chance for the Mets to make a splash, quote-unquote, would be to get Chris Bryant, unless they shock me and go the Javi Baez route. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it because, you know me, got to shoot my shot. I, okay. I, I love the Javi Baez fit. I just think it's so fun, and I think he brings such an energy to the team. Like Him and Lindor might be two of the best leaders in baseball. So, like... I, I almost uh, prefer him to Brian. I don't think he's necessarily a better player, but he'll probably be cheaper. He might, so, like, he's probably cheaper. I just don't like... I saw that play against Amir Garrett where he hit a sack fly. I know, like, it's not, like, they have beef with each other, but I didn't like that whole... Yeah, it was weird. That was that was weird. I'll admit, that was weird. So, the Mets have a good clubhouse right now. I'm, I'm sure Bias would bring electricity with Lindor. I just don't... I don't know. He's also, like, hitting, like, 220... Well, actually, maybe a little bit higher now, but he's a low batting average, high strikeout guy. The Mets are like pretty, you know, low in the home run department, so I mean, power would be a plus. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't mind Baez as a backup option. Uh, maybe have like a tryout period, like I mentioned earlier with the, with the Yankees with Story. It's hard to see them signing Baez long term, though. I, I, like. I think they won't. I think it'd be a straight rental. Well, you I think could. Like you, Bryant too. That would you be a can't. Straight rental. You can't. Well, Bryant, I can't. So you, you maybe unless their Bryant. market dies down really. A I was gonna say lot. you might be able to sign Bryant because at least positionally it makes sense. But you don't. You can't justify paying Baez to not play short. He's too good at short to That's move him point. off short. You know what I mean? That's a very you can't good pay point. him shortstop money and play second. That's bad. You that's, know, that's very true. That's what that's what I'm thinking. They could sign Bryant though, because I don't think they're going to sign Conforto. So you can sign Bryant, and right. you can just have um, McNeil play right field. You don't think they're going to? Conforto's been gonna horrible. He's no, bad. it's just yeah. weird to see Conforto not on the Mets. That's true. He was, know, he's been there a, for like seven years now. He uh, well, like, I think he was on that twenty. He's the only Met right now in this offense. But well, Degrom and Familia are on the pitching side, but Conforto's the only position guy that was there for their you know their 2015 run. And, you know, it'd be weird not to see him there. But, you know what? Cry about it. <laughs> I mean, he's really been inconsistent. So, Bryant, you know, gives them uh, an option against lefty pitchers. So, also, also I don't know. Um, for pitchers, just kind of put a bow on the trade, the trade deadline stuff. Yeah, I have a couple pitchers that I think the Mets, like, in particular should go for. 
There's, we didn't talk about the, the you know the Bryant Campbell package is a pretty popular thing amongst Mets fans. Another thing, another package that they've talked about is the the Barrios and Josh Donaldson package because Donaldson was kind of a popular name before the Cubs started you know start selling off of a pathway to upgrading third base was getting Josh Donaldson who you know is older has a big contract but he's still you know he slugs he plays good third base. It's not a whole lot of years too. Yeah, I think not, yeah. I think it's maybe it's three like two, more, they maybe were, two more. more. Yeah. So Donaldson and like I think he's the idea was that like if you give Donaldson with Barrios, it would lower the prospect costs by taking on Donaldson's money. But Barrios, I think, is just too popular, um, too coveted. He'll probably require too many prospects, and yeah, they'll I trade them separately. I could see him staying. Honestly, I could just see him not getting as much as they want. Yeah, I don't think the Mets will give high octane prospects for Barrios, but like if they got them together, Barrios and Donaldson, Barrios would be a great addition. But I don't think they need a high profile starter with like, again, I'm not relying on Degrom and Carrasco, but like, you know, you don't need to give up prospects for a guy that you may not even have in a playoff game, a playoff start, you know, if you have everyone come back. No, I know. I'm just thinking about the Twins now, and like, where did things go wrong? Like Buxton really Yeah, know, Buxton being an healthy. MVP candidate and getting hurt was tough. But, but like, they were bad even before he got I know. Really hurt. It's, it's I know it was early, but still. It's weird. But the guy that I think the Mets there's two guys I kind of like for the Mets. With when they got Rich Hill, this makes this guy a little bit less likely. But I kinda like the Danny Duffy fit because they're kind of similar players where they both can manage like a, a, a game, you know, five innings you can get out of them. You don't get crazy strikeout numbers, but you can limit the uh, guys on base pretty well with those types of guys. Um, I don't know that it's likely now, especially he's hurt now, and also he's another old like guy. I don't know if it's a greater fit, but I kind of like John Gray from the Mets because yeah, you don't you don't have to expect so much from a John Gray, and he he reminds me um, a lot of the trade last year that the Blue Jays made for Robbie Ray, which. Ended up working very well. Robbie Ray's having a great year. They have such similar stuff. Amazing strikeout stuff. You know, fly ball pitchers. But, you know, the Mets hypothetically should have a good defense behind him. He's a, he's a good fit. It shouldn't be too much. Like, even for the Yankees, too. Like, if they wanted to do a story and gray trade, like, it would yeah. cost a lot. But, like, it'd be it'd be good. That, yeah, that's I, my guy I, for I the I think Mets. that's a perfect pick. Um, not too, like, high profile where, like, you had to give up the form like a Barrios. He's rental. Uh, he's also honestly almost as good as Barrios. Barrios is pretty overrated, if you ask me. He's never had that yeah, good of an I think, ERA. Yeah, I think he's overrated too. I think he just has good stuff, which makes him like stand out more. But like Gray, so does Gray. Still, yeah, Gray has good stuff. But he's pitches in Colorado, so I think that gives teams like pause too. So that might lower his value uh, as well. What do you think his ERA is this year? John Gray or Barrios? Barrios. 3. I know it's six. So he's at the king of three point six ERAs. It, I agree. I know it was really high, and he's gotten a lot better. Or wait, no, is that Castillo? That I mixed Castillo. him up. I mixed him up. I'm gonna say three point three. Three point four eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. right, like, he's, right not like, he's not an ace. Like Stro well, I is Stroman, but he has like a two point like. That's true. Seven People and... did see him as an ace. Yeah, he's not an ace. He's not that type he's of like pitcher. A, I what is he like? A mid two, low two? I would say it depend okay. Oh, like a like is. a second starter. But if you think about it in the terms of like other teams, right? Like the Padres have five pitchers with a lower ERA. Oh, he'd be than like that. the most overqualified three though. Yes and no, though. Like, yes. Maybe, like, a number two. He could be a... T- yeah, he can be, but... I the best number, number two. The best good teams have better number twos. The best teams have better number threes. I'm saying, threes. Be, yeah. be, like, be, like, one of the best threes. 
I think, but like, I think, yeah. Personally, he'll be a Padre, and Scherzer will be a Dodger or wow. a flip Dude, the Padres, where do they yeah, get these no, guys from? Dude, the Padres the Dodgers just get every is... good pitcher ever. You know, Bauer, Scherzer, just give them, give them every Actually, it's good. interesting you bring up Bauer because I like the fit for the Dodgers even more. They, like, weird that I'm saying this. They don't need a pitcher, but, like, they did just lose a top three pitcher. And Kershaw's been hurt. Right. But it's a base, it's a New York Yeah, They podcast, also have Walker but... Bueller, so, like, yeah. No, yeah, back to the, back to the Mets. Well, but, yeah, I like John Gray. Gibson, too. How do you feel about Gibson? I know he's trending in the wrong direction, but... Uh, the Rangers are going to want, like, you know, they're going to want to be paid like he's an all-star pitcher, but he's really not. I mean, he's having a career year, but he's kind of coming back down to earth. I don't, the Rangers, I think they'll hold on to him because I think they won't match up price-wise with another, with another team, and they have control with him for next. They can trade him in the offseason and see if he kind of gets, if he kind of rebounds after his rough few starts. I also don't like, you know, because if you get Kyle Gibson now, like, he helps the Mets immediately, but, like, would he even, like, be their fifth-best starter or fourth-best starter in the playoffs if everything goes well? I just don't like the, the cost there. I think Gray will be a lot cheaper because, again, it's two months. Kyle Gibson. Didn't, the they, didn't the Rockies say they wanted to hold on? Or is that Marquez? No, they were refusing Marquez, to trade Marquez. Who, yeah. That's a guy I would, like, give up. Yeah, like, they're not a lot giving up Marquez. For. Like, but I, he reminds me of Berrios, too. He's like that. To me, they're like the same type of pitcher. I don't I don't like Marquez. Yeah, I like Berrios over Marquez, personally. I don't like either much, but Marquez, I Marquez is probably better. Well, I have, a, I have a soft spot, yeah, for, for Berrios. This Berrios, is my yeah. team in the past two years, but I don't... But, like, yeah, no, but looking at the past two years numbers-wise, like, I don't, I don't think Marquez is that much better. I don't... You know what I mean? I don't know if... I, oh, Astros are close to acquiring Garcia from the Marlins. You mean Garcia? They're just loading up on the bullpen. Yeah, that's true. Wait, Damn. so... They already have... That'd be their third so closer they, the they have. The Marlins are so choking. Kendall, they're not choking. Kendall Graveman, and then now Garcia. Pre- and Presley. So, uh, I agree, though. John Gray would be a good... I'm looking at his... Not, like, yeah. for the so, prospect reason. Yeah. I actually was about to transition to, like, Mets bullpen options, because I mentioned they need a high-leverage guy. I mean, if, Kim- if they got Kimbrell, I mean, that's awesome. But, like, I don't think that's... Uh, that's great. A, a great possibility. Uh, Richard Rodriguez, I think, is going to go to like the Phillies or the Blue Jays. Uh, Rogers just got hurt from the Twins. I think like Ian Kennedy or like a Joakim Soria would be a great fit. You know, veteran guy that can pitch late in games. Um, but yeah, Gary Garcia. That's a good option. But you know, obviously, I don't know if they would have traded him like in division. So he's going to the American League West now. So good for them. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think out of all the three. Like needs like you know pitcher hitter, uh, and bullpen. I think the bullpen is the least likely move the Mets make just because I think, oh god, what happened? <laughs> That's probably what I just told okay. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we're we're recording obviously, and we keep seeing uh, Rosenthal tweets, so we're we're like kind of freaking out. That one wasn't anything though. I think that was what I just told you. Yeah. But to add on to you, Brendan, I I'm a big fan of Ian Kennedy. At some point. In, in baseball fans' lives, we might have to start recognizing Kennedy as, like, an actual really good reliever and stop, like, thinking he's going to fall back down to earth because it's, like, three years in a row now where he's had a really good ERA and he's had saves. He's, like, not blowing any saves. So, wait, this is this is actually really depressing because Garcia's on my fantasy team, so it's just going to lose so his if you have If you have a lot of saves, you just lost with Graven and Garcia if you have them. But, um, all right, so let's kind of, like, wrap things up. Uh, 49 hours, 48 hours away from the deadline. Uh, hopefully, this will be about. Ba- will come out like Thursday morning. So, final. Pred- we'll do f- this predictions. 
Not what we think, not what we, you know, what should well, they do. Isn't it what we think will happen? What we think will happen, <laughs> yeah. not what they think should happen. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what will actually happen? I actually think the Mets, mm, I think they'll do a couple small moves. I think they'll lose out on Bryant to the John. I mean, maybe it's me being a pessimistic, a pessimistic Met fan. I think they'll come, you know, they came up short on Bauer, even though that wasn't their fault. Springer went to the Blue Jays, so they've kind of had some, have had some misses. I think Bryant will, I think the Giants will get Bryant, and the Mets will have to settle for like an Aguardo Escobar type guy. Who I love, by the way. Love. Who can yeah. play, you know, not, can't play outfield, but he can still like spell J.D. Davis, he can play some second base. Um, so that's my prediction, Aguardo Escobar, and the Mets get Marco Pineda. Uh, innings eater starter. Uh, he maybe pitch out of the bullpen also with Rich Hill if everyone's healthy. So Pineda and Escobar. So good additions, but I think Mets fans will be disappointed. But more of like a lower key moves. Okay, I'll go. I think. Well, I was gonna speak for the Yankees though, but um... oh, yeah, I, well, I'll do my Yankees prediction too. What, what they oh. do. I think they get Trevor Story. So I'm being more optimistic Bro. on the Yankees. Oh. I'm just oh, brother. Now, now I'm not gonna look as original, but uh... I'm sorry, but. It, 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 I want actual predictions. So I think the Yankees will get Trevor's story. Because like we said earlier, they made those moves for a reason, you know, get you know, getting rid of Sessa and Wilson, clearing up right. space on the um, 40-man and salary. So I think they get Trevor's I'm story. Gonna... And nothing else. I think that's the one move they make. I can I could see your uh, Eduardo Escobar one, but I want to be different, especially because you just stole my Trevor's story one. So I'm going to go to the Mets get Chris Bryant. Okay. I can see the rental. I don't know. I can just see it. The Cubs are obviously going to try and – sell it looks like so i could see them just getting enough or just doing enough to get him like it, it goes like really close like it's one of those that like we don't know about it's like 403 yeah. but like even though past like it's like oh it went through all right yankees i do think they get trevor's story i think they're gonna want to move him and like they'll take anything because like they're not gonna resign him this offseason so like the yankees just get enough i don't see the giants as that great of a like i could but like if brandon crawford's not out long term like I feel like they might just, like, go elsewhere with, like, their needs. Especially if Trevor Story's on a down year. I think they get Trevor Story, I think, bullpen-wise and starting pitching-wise. Like, bullpen-wise, I don't think they do so much. Like, maybe, like, a guy that's a little better than Clay Holmes. Like, maybe it's, like, a minor move, but, like, just to add an arm or two. And then starting, like, if they add a starter, I think it's going to be an even less significant move than that. So, like, I, I think the main one is Trevor Story, maybe just add an arm or two. Like a random one. Hmm. Actually, I'm gonna change my. I'm gonna say, um, John Gray instead of Michael Pineda to the Nets. I got I'm you on the John Gray train. I'm switching Pineda. I think I don't know Pineda to the. I think he'll stay in the AL Pineda. So maybe the Yankees or someone else. But so my picks are uh, Escobar, um, John Gray, and then I'll give them Joaquin Soria. Florio's back up. Interesting. And then the Yankees just get Story still. I'm keeping that. I don't want to be the same as you guys, but I also I I truly believe say they get Gallo. I'm, well, I'm gonna say they're gonna get Gallo, but I truly believe it makes more sense roster wise. Like it, it it really does make more sense to you're bending a lot of stuff. You really must hate Glaber at shortstop for us to get Story, which we might we might hate him that much at shortstop. But I don't think defense. He's not been that good offensively. Yeah, but you think moving him to second is going to change anything? No, I mean, he may not even be an everyday player. He may, <laughs> oh, please. He may oh, be more good. Oh, out of here. He could be a utility guy. Uh, get Dom out Smith of here. is You're worse. Give a, me a wheat. Get out of I here. I truly believe that we'll get... I, I'm, I'm pretty confident we do not if get If that's what you story. think about Torres, then, like, imagine paying, like, 
375 million dollars for Lindor. Lindor. Like, <laughs> okay, back to back to He's me. He's hitting guys. 271 in the last month. Are you done? Are you done? No, I'm mad about this now. Like, I'm really like that was that was okay. At least was for, the pathetic. Interim, for the no, interim. that was a pathetic statement, and you know that <laughs> you're you're sad. Okay, I I think we get John Gray. Uh, I think we get um Joey Gallo. I think it makes more sense, and I think I it would help our defense better. Interestingly enough, though, I kind of low key want Kyle Gibson, not because I think he's the best fit, but because it reeks of a Yankees move. We always get the Lance Lynn's and Jay Haps midseason that are like having decent years. I feel like Kyle Gibson makes sense. If they compare the two in a trade, I, I see it happening. As long as the asking price is not, you know, something out of, you know, the stratosphere. And I don't think we'll get a bullpen guy, anything of note. I think we'll move Herman to the bullpen and maybe even put Debbie Garcia back there. That would be my prediction. And for the Mets, my prediction for the Mets, they're going to get Bryant. And this is my reasoning. If you. If you're a Met fan... I'm too pessimistic. No, you know what, though? If you're a Met fan and you're preaching that this team is different and you think the culture is different and you think the owner is this different, this is the type of guy you get. The Mets are going to get a bat. And if you don't think it's Bryant, who is it going to be? Is it going to be Eduardo Escobar? Is that a big enough bat to make this team go over the top? You're going to lock up the division if you get Bryant, I hope. Like, that's the concept. So, like, I do it. God damn it, do it. Uh, I just think, I, I just, Sandy Alderson is just not the type of guy that, I don't know. He's what, is he of, dumb or something? <laughs> I, well, he actually, I will say, when he does have, like, his teams are good, he does go for it. But, like, I just don't. It's been, like, one time. <laughs> like, happened one well, time. Well, with other teams, not That's the true, Mets. that's true. Um, But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They've been the Mets over for a barrel for, like, a good prospect. I, I don't know. I think I can see Alderson, like, hugging his prospects and the Giants kind of step up with a better offer and they kind of steal him away. What I about just, trading Brett Batty? They're not trading Brett Batty. He's our future third baseman. I thought he was a first baseman. Who's their first baseman prospect? They don't have a first base prospect. I thought Brett Batty was a first base. Oh, Matt Allen? Is he a first? No, he's not a pitcher. I, uh, Vientos is also a third baseman. They don't have I could have sworn they had a first base prospect. Right, well, then they really can't trade Brett Batty then because they need him for third. I thought he was a first baseman. I was like, why wouldn't you trade him? Like, Alonzo best be your guy. No, yeah, they don't have a first base prospect. But yeah, I mean, if Brian, if they get Brian, I mean, honestly, if like Scherzer was an option, I would have said, hey, get Scherzer. Pitching's more of a need here. And then that would be their big splash. But like, I think Brian's their only one chance really for a splash uh, or Baez. But Baez is more of like the name value, more so than the actual like production. But Brian, fingers crossed. But like, I didn't think this is too much. Uh, I think the Giants will get him. But I'll be very happy if they get him. Uh, just so before we finish, also Garcia is officially going to the Astros for De La Cruz. Okay. Brutal. Also, Jeter, I see and you, is bro. Did they say what prospect like rank he is? No, just says he's in AAA. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Jeter has been I, I, that pitching staff is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I Off yeah. topic, but oh my god, they have the hardest throwing pitcher in baseball. Maybe he's thrown more fastballs than the Grom this year, actually, in uh, Alcantara or Alcantara. I don't know how you pronounce it. Oh, I like him. And then there's also they have Rogers and now and now Lazardo like this team's disgusting. Pablo Lopez, Sixto Sanchez. Yeah. Even this year. No, no, no. That team's gross. That team's gonna have a sick rotation. Yeah, it's been a good trade deadline for them. But uh, yeah, we'll let you guys know our reactions next week or whenever we decide to record our reaction to the trade deadline and just kind of like the how the stretch run kind of takes takes shape. So uh, I can't wait to be wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, by the time this comes out, some of these answers will already be answered. 
and, and we'll look even dumber. Yeah, maybe, maybe the Yankees will be in the wild card. Maybe we get Chris Bryant. Who knows? Oh God! All right. So from us at Backpage Baseball, so long and have a great trade deadline. Deuces. Bye.